At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are presented by BetMGM here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside as well out there in Chicago. He's, he's alongside in spirit. All right, we have some updates to get to. We have been focusing a lot on the, because you and I are both watching, this LSU Arkansas game. Field goal attempt for LSU is good. So it was actually a pretty good stand by Arkansas. Uh, they do turn the ball over, give it up well into their own territory, give up a big play as well, but they hold off LSU on a uh, play behind the line of scrimmage. So LSU ties the game 3-3. From an in-game standpoint, we are now at 4.5 in favor of LSU with a total of 43.5. Uh, Circa, where I'm sitting at right now, Danny's at minus 4 in LSU, but those numbers are looking at courtesy of BetMGM in terms of the 4.5. Um, did you you laid 120 money line with LSU? Is that what you did? Uh, I got 130, and this is before okay. the turnover happened. Actually, I think it was before the fake punt even happened. And so I was like, all right, I'll get in just, you know, finally to get in because, you know, we got to be swift with it as we're talking and trying to get in the bet simultaneously. And then the fake punt, so that's why I was pumped for it, came back, wasn't great. Uh, but then they got the fumble, and yeah, I thought they were going to get six, but settled for the field goal, which isn't bad from your standpoint, though. And I still feel fine with LSU in, in my bet at yeah. minus 130. But uh, again, if anything, from what you're trying to accomplish here right now, not the best scenario with them laying four in the hook, and mine is 225 on the money line, but it kind of keeps the idea of it afloat for you. Yeah, my um, I have a bad feeling that that plus one and a half on Arkan or on on LSU and the smallish like plus price or like minus one hundred five money line price. That was probably my best opportunity. And uh, who who knows? We, weirder games have happened, but 
Arkansas offensively has had absolutely nothing. They've just been a benefit of a bunch of short fields, and um, there's not been any elongated success offensively for LSU, put, or excuse me, for Arkansas, I'll put it that way. Also worth noting, because we've talked a lot about the side, because that's what I'm into here, uh, 43.5 in-game is the total over at BetMGM. You can get as low as 42 in-game from a total standpoint for LSU and Arkansas. Uh, this is a game that did close 58.5 in terms of the total before the game started. So we are quite off pace from a scoring standpoint of what the market thought was going to be a somewhat higher scoring affair. Some other games to update really quickly here. Uh, right now, Tennessee, they uh, get a stop against Missouri. So Missouri's going to punt this thing away. It is 14-7. They lead Missouri right now as they get the ball back at about their own 20-25 yard line. So Tennessee's going to take over first and 10 in that game. Uh, In-game wagering standpoint against Missouri, Tennessee right now 20-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 62-and-a-half. Michigan State and Rutgers somewhat uneventful right now. Rutgers does have the ball. About nine minutes left to go in the second quarter. Michigan State an 11-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 34-and-a-half. And And I'll stop here, Danny, and get your thoughts uh, if you've seen anything that is worth noting in what has looked like to be a boring game so far. Illinois 7, Purdue nothing. We've been sitting on that score for a minute. Illinois five and a half point favorite with a total of a forty and a half. Uh, my only thought here is Purdue is in Illinois territory and getting back into it is this is a big play for the Boilermakers. They're yeah. going to be inside the twenty five yard line. Um, was to actually maybe look at Purdue, but only catching five and kind of a dead number. Uh, I had no real interest there, and right now they're at least knocking on the door, as they say. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking at Purdue in this game, you got to at least be getting a touchdown. But my my inkling here coming into it, like we discussed, was waiting for a better spot with Illinois, thinking that they could find a way to pull this one through. But I didn't want to lay six. I, I kind of ideally want to get them like two and a half. And I'm probably being very greedy, not sure that we even get there, assuming they can you know, tie this game up. But I am rooting for Purdue because I want to see what opportunities I can get with them. But, yeah, you know, if, if something happened like a turnover, they didn't get a touchdown, which, again, they are – getting closer on like the four yard line. I could see the uh, the temptation for looking at the Boilermakers as you were mentioning, but that'll be interesting to see where the line moves for that game. Um, and then also I, I want to go back on something you said, JBT, uh, the Tennessee and Missouri game. So Tennessee's got the seven point lead yet. The spread is virtually where we saw it pre-flop. If Tennessee is a little bit slow to get into this game because of that devastating loss or first one of the season, they got smacked. I'm I'm a little tempted to lay it with the volunteers, assuming that in the later stages of this game, they'll really pull away and Missouri just won't have what it takes offensively to keep up. So it is high and it is early and Missouri's already scored. But man, under 21, I, I'd be curious to look at Tennessee. Illegal shift for Arkansas. They, yeah, this offense has nothing. I think I missed my best opportunity. I'm going to go super pessimistic here and say that uh, <laughs> Goose might be cooked. But I, I do, uh, the note is taken there on Tennessee and Missouri as well. So we'll see if uh, that angle comes to fruition. But uh, some interesting games as we're kind of looking around. Or Ohio State, by the way, we're floating right around that first half total. We saw it was like 35 and a half in-game after a while. Uh, but right now, Ohio State will not slow down against Indiana. It is 28-7, and a half. The uh, spread right now total is 73 and a half for that game. Let's update a couple of others really quickly. First of which is, all right, we mentioned Virginia Tech-Duke, right? The fact that Virginia Tech had that early 7 nothing lead over uh, Duke and that, hey, if you like the Blue Devils, get in on a somewhat cheaper number at 3.5. Again, these first drives tend to be pretty successful, and after that, the rest of the game plays out how you expect. Well, sure enough, it is now 10-7 Duke, and they are back up to a 9.5-point favorite. 
with a total of 47.5 over at BetMGM. I got 46.5 at BetMGM Colorado in front of me. Regardless, Daniel, like this is, I, I do like those nuggets, and I, I we tend to hit on them a little bit, but those, like, variance is accounted for in some of these lines. So just because a team scores early on, I mean, again, that's accounted for a pre-flop line. You're going to get ebbs and flows in a game, and so when you like kind of act on some of those early scores, especially for underdogs, for some of these favorites, it is a somewhat profitable strategy to go in there and lay a much better number with a big favorite. Absolutely. And look, Duke's kind of dominating this game. I mean, on the scoreboard, they're not dominating, but now they got the lead. But they have nine first downs in comparison to Virginia Tech's three. A total yards, 213 for Duke, 107 for Virginia Tech. 69 rushing, three for Virginia Tech. So, uh, yeah, Duke had a costly turnover, I think, is what happened a little bit earlier in this game. And uh, I'm not necessarily jumping at the bit to want to lay nine in the hook with them. But if you did have that conviction with them pre-flop and you didn't get involved, the stats are telling you that they have been the more dominant team so far. Yep. LSU in-game still four, at least where I'm looking right now, and uh, over at BetMGM, three and a half. Arkansas has got a third and 13. That they were about the quarterback to quarterback looks like he doesn't know what he's doing when yeah, they, he's throwing the ball, JBT. That yeah, they like that. Well, and here's the thing: so you're watching; they're they're putting themselves behind the eight ball a little bit. I understand yeah. wanting to establish the run because that's what Arkansas does. At the same time, you've been watching this; they're running into the teeth of that defense and getting nothing on their ground game. Like, why continue to beat your head against that wall? Show a little bit of something, and then they try to do something different. They go like a little bubble screen outside. Ah, legal shift. You got to come back. So, like, it's just this offense has not looked really good at all. And I'm kind of lucky that I'm still in a position to potentially do something with this. But I'm going to assume that they're not going to convert this third and thirteen. And I'm hoping for maybe one more stop out of this defense, and it can get somewhere around that three and a half, so I can eat something here. But my mission at this point, after watching this quarter and a half, is totally to get off this Arkansas number. Yeah, I think you're right, too. I mean, Hornsby, the backup who came in, has only thrown four times. He's completed two of them. But the last one that was incomplete was way over the head of a receiver. I mean, it wasn't even close. And he's their leading rusher right now. He's got 10 carries for 26 yards, so they're not really even establishing anything with the ground attack. You're just hoping that Hornsby can break free on a scramble and get you into scoring position. And then what? You're going to settle for another field goal? They had their chance in the red zone. They've had two chances, and they got one. But then after the turnover, they weren't able to capitalize. So I, yeah, man, I, I mean, it, it's tough because I'm not sure if you're going to get back in that position to having a good number. Right. But if Arkansas's offense is going to be this bad, it's only a matter of time before LSU wakes up, and they should still be able to cover four, you would imagine. Yeah, this is, um, oh boy, it's stressful. It's stressful. I do it for you guys, but, you know, there is some stress that, you know, comes onto my plate here. <laughs> uh, all right, a really quick update. Tennessee on a Hendon Hooker run gets called, Missouri does, I should say, uh, for a horse collar tackle. So Tennessee's got a first and 10 inside the 40-yard line and a, a pass that is going to be complete inside the 20. So Tennessee right now marching and looking to take a potentially bigger lead against Missouri here. Other scores that we haven't updated quite yet. Uh, Purdue, we did get a tying touchdown in this game. So that is a seven-all score, about nine minutes left to go in the second. Illinois, two-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 130, with a total of 41-and-a-half. Does the Purdue score change anything for you here? Uh, a little bit. What did you say that live number was again? Three and a half plus money. If you want to lay it with Illinois plus one Oh five, you want to take three and a half minus minus one forty. Yeah. Again, I I'm kind of searching to get it under the key number of three. And at worst, I think I would it lay the three, but I could really see this coming down to a field goal effort. But if Purdue scores more often than not, they're going to get sick. So maybe you'll be all right with Illinois. 
Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, it just flashed to two and a half minus one twenty-five. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, on these plays. I'd be but tempted. yeah, I was going to say it's underneath that three that you're talking about here uh, for Illinois, and um, it's always interesting watching the market react to plays. I mean, like I, we're not too far behind, but it was just like a run up the middle, nothing really crazy. It's a second and yeah. six here, and yet Illinois is down to underneath the three, and it's two and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I see right. a flash under three and a half, and I thought, oh, maybe it's like a negative play on first down. Not the case. It's second and six. Oh, right. That's so funny. It's like you're crossing a key number. Something had to have happened because there's still so much time and it, the ebbs and flows of it are going to drive this crazy regardless of what the play is. But no, it was fine run, four yards. It, it makes no sense how they kind of shift like that so drastically from time to time. So if you're really invested in a game, that's why it's good to keep your eyes also on the betting screen so you can jump in on these numbers really quick. So outside of the turnover, this is going to be the best starting field position for LSU right now. They're going to get the ball at about the 27-yard line, their own 27-yard line, after a failed conversion on a third and 13 for Arkansas. Shocking. Never could have saw it coming that Arkansas couldn't convert a third and 13. Other score updates. Um, this is a game that was, I mean, it figured to be a high-scoring Big 12 affair. Not the case. Oklahoma-West Virginia, 3 nothing. Oklahoma is on top of West Virginia, about eight minutes left to go in the second. Uh, In-game right now, Oklahoma, six-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 46-and-a-half. And don't look now, Danny. We'll focus on this really quickly, last 30 seconds. Navy's coming back, 21-13 now. And Notre Dame right around that preflop number of 17-and-a-half with a total of 60-and-a-half. Yeah, how about it? You can get now over 17, and you're getting even money, it looks like, at BetMGM if you want to trust Navy. Okay, we almost had our miracle in LSU. Uh, not the case. We'll give you an update on what is happening because uh, LSU just ripped off a big run, and it did look like the ball popped out and uh, was recovered by Arkansas, but I believe the runner was down. So we'll get a review and everything, but this is going to be an LSU ball as they are running all over it with Arkansas. We'll come back here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Experience the, uh, no, 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 don't experience the thrills, but they are all thrills. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So this is the problem, man. Uh, so you get some good plays defensively, but you can't do it consistently. You get a third and 10, but you give up nine and a half yards. You allow LSU to convert a fourth and one, and now... You're facing a first and 10 against LSU, and LSU is right now inside the 15-yard line. Um, big hope here is that you hold them to a field goal, but again, I think I'm all but uh, done in terms of my ability to get off of this number unless I can get a, uh, a miraculous touchdown on this next drive from Arkansas, regardless of what this drive is going to end up as, Danny. Yeah, you really got to hope that uh, Hornsby can figure it out and start throwing and that they trust him. And I mean, they haven't so far, and I guess rightfully so based on some of the throws we've seen. But, hey, if LSU gets up, they're feeling good about themselves, eh, maybe they get a little bit lazy defensively and that uh, Hornsby can break out for a big scramble. So you never know. But uh, Arkansas's defense is holding relatively strong, too. That's kind of the thing here. Like, LSU's not getting anything easy despite a breakout play here and there. You know, the fourth, third down, they're really making them work for it. All right, let's play, as we were told, a game. As you look at the in-game numbers right there, LSU, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 41-and-a-half, well off of the scoring margin of 58-and-a-half, the closing number pre-flop. I can't wait for this. I hope you fail. Uh, Blind resumes for the Heisman. Let's throw these up. Now, these are very general ways to look at the Heisman and uh, what these guys' resumes look like. There's details and more nuance than what we're looking at here, but it's an interesting exercise to to read into some guys who are contending for this award. So we have two players here. You and I, neither of us know who these guys are, by the way. Uh, so this is going to be a surprise for both. So 2000, we'll look at option A first. 2,400 passing yards, 24 touchdowns to two interceptions, QBR of 80.1. He's added much more on the ground, 282 on the uh, in terms of rushing yards. His team is 9-0, as is option B, 
Option B, though, the better passer. Uh, 2,400 yards in terms of touchdowns, though. 29 to 4 in terms of touchdown to interception ratio. Quarterback rating of 91.1. Not as athletic as option A in terms of what he adds on the ground. Danny, I will give you the first option. Choose wisely. One of these has to be Max Duggan. Which one is it, though? Well, so you you know one of them's got to be Duggan. The other one's got to be C.J. Stroud. I know who I know which one is Duggan, by the way. I I'm think. thinking I'm thinking Duggan is option A because he started out a little behind, um, and I think also C.J. Stroud just what also was giving me more of that inkling is that he has had some turnovers this year when we've been on air and we've been like, oh, there's C.J. Stroud again. So I would go with option B, seeing C.J. Stroud. And I'm going to give my boy C.J. Stroud the nod. You know I can't back Duggan after a conversation in like wow. week two or whatever it was. So give me option B, and I'm guessing that C.J. Stroud. All right, let's get it revealed. I would go with option A. Uh, yeah, let's go with my let's boy, go. Max Duggan. You were hoping. You were you were praying that option B was not C.J. Stroud. Praying after you uh, disparaged Max Duggan about, what, three weeks ago or so in his <laughs> it was, I think it was even Heisman. longer than that. You were on this early. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, at that time he was 100-1 to or something like that. Now – I think he it's might like have 150. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think uh, he might have his comeuppance later today, but still, Max Duggan obviously competing. All right, let's go to these next two. Candidate A, candidate B yet again. 2,500 passing yards for candidate A, 21 touchdowns to two interceptions, 355 rushing yards, and an 8-1 and one record, as opposed to candidate B, who's thrown for 2,900 uh, passing yards, 31 touchdowns to three interceptions, and an 8-1 record, I would assume with 513 rushing yards, that's what's interesting because I don't think he has this these many rushing yards, Danny. I, I assume that number two or option B is Hendon Hooker. I did not think he had over 500 yards rushing, so I say that uh, with some hesitancy, but I, I would say the obvious candidate here, at least if you're saying who is the more likely guy, it would be option B as opposed to option A. Yeah, you would have to say for sure. I mean, yeah, look at that. Ten more touchdowns, only one more interception, and almost four hundred passing yeah, yards. Yeah, two hundred more yards rushing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, option B would have to be the choice. But so the guess is one of them's got to be hookers. The other maybe like Drake May, but I feel like May doesn't run the you know, ball. You know, you know what? And before we reveal these, can I say that's a really good shout because I was going to bring this up as well. Drake May statistically is having an incredible year. He is the quarterback of a one-loss team. He has been absolutely tremendous, and he's gotten, like, nothing in terms of traction for this award. I think, well, it hurts, first of all, being the conference in that North Carolina. You don't really attribute them being a top-tier college football team. But, I mean, their defense is so bad, JBT. I know they have just, like, the one loss, but there's been games where they're playing from behind, and it's really just disgustingly played on that side of the ball. I, I bet them against yeah. Notre Dame, and there was no defense played in that game. And then I forget who we bet the other week, and they came through. But even still, you're stressing every game if you're watching North Carolina. But May has been a stud keeping a minute. Could be him. Um, you know what? Could it be? I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I think Caleb you know, Williams I think could also be another guy. Caleb right? Williams could be it, but I think you're right. I'm going to go with uh, – well, first, I would obviously pick option B, but I do think yeah. that's Drake May. What do we got? Who are they? I can't wait to see this. Look at that. Good call, Danny. All right. Good call, Nailed Danny, it. huh? And that's – but it is fascinating when you look at that and you see those numbers against a guy like Hendon Hooker who is a clear and obvious Heisman contender for some, and you look at a guy like Drake May in the range of like 12-1 to 1 and hasn't really gotten that, but he is still he – has a, he has a chance, Danny, to be the quarterback of a one-loss ACC champion team if he continues to play the way that he's playing. Yeah, I guess that they – is like they haven't played a top-tier opponent really – 
I mean, again, Notre Dame, maybe you call that the biggest one they played unless I'm missing out on one. And then, you know, they got beat pretty handily despite what the box score or the final score says. But, man, I, I can't believe he has over 500 rushing yards. I've watched a couple of the games. I don't recall him running the ball that much. I would have thought Hooker had more because Hooker's a freak athlete. The dude's an absolute stud. Man, you and I both on that side of the ball with May, but that win from Tennessee over Alabama certainly gives him the nod in just being in the SEC. So, and I will wow. say, I, I will say this because uh, you know this this market is pretty interesting when it comes to the Heisman, but like the guys at the top are relatively, I would say, what what what's what I'm looking for, like fragile in terms of their resumes, mm-hmm. right? Like C.J. Stroud, sure, I would say is probably that guy at the top right now in terms of yes, most likely to win it. The odds would tell us that. But at the same time, I don't think his resume is perfect by any stretch when it comes to winning this award. And you look around, like one of the names that stuck out to me when I was looking at this uh, earlier, uh, actually was it last, late last night or earlier today, like a guy like Bo Nix. Dudes like Bo Nix and or um, Drake May, guys who could be quarterbacks or starting quarterbacks of teams and at the end of the year have one loss at a conference championship on the resume as well as some eye-popping numbers – I get it. CJ Shroud was like the air, like the guy who was decided on before the season began. But I, I would say that those two, resume wise, and we just saw it, compare greatly to what CJ Shroud has done this season. No, they really have. I, I think it's just kind of the preseason narrative you had built around CJ Shroud. Being in contention for it last year, the expectations were set so high. And even though Ohio State has played in some nerve wracking games, he has had some interceptions. It's just still they have a very favorable path. I mean, their toughest test is going to be Michigan. And you and I, I mean, I don't think your thoughts have changed, but Michigan still seems like somewhat of a vulnerable team, despite what the rest of the country seems to believe in this Wolverine squad. So if he can get past them handedly, and then if they can win the Big Ten, which they probably will, unfortunately, because of what the precedent was set, I think for him to do that and still have really good stats will be enough to give him the award and hooker, you know, not doing anything, generating success offensively against Georgia hurts. And then they have a tough test still uh, just to get through the sec. So CJ Stroud does give the nod in that regard. So man, I, I don't know the time to take Stroud though, of course, was when hooker became the favorite last week, assuming that they would maybe lose to Georgia. I'm kind of shocked Bo Nix is in it at 12-1. to It just seems ridiculous that he's there or ridiculous that he's up there and Max Duggan's like 40-1. to How is that possible? Oh, 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 really? I'll give him that much. Really? I'll give him that much. Okay, interesting. A little bit of respect for Max <laughs> Duggan, um, which he deserved many, many weeks ago from Danny, but at least he's starting to change a little bit. All right. Uh, hey, really quickly, are you thirsty at all in any way whatsoever? How about a little bit of a drink? Eli Drinkwitz, because the Missouri Tigers are in to the end zone. This is a, uh, oh, yeah, you like that, right? There was a long path to a really short result. Uh, Tennessee is still leading in this game, 21-14 to 14 now, though, as Missouri has cut into that lead. 18.5 the spread right now in game with a total of 69.5. That contract, huh? The more money for Eli Drinkwitz, well, there's it's for a good reason. This Missouri team's feisty, baby. A lot of one-possession games. They push teams to the brink, and they're going to do it again here against Tennessee, it seems. See, they're going to do it, but then they're going to find an incredible way to blow this closely played game. Wow. So, uh, luckily, I didn't take the 20 in the hook with Tennessee, which I wouldn't be shocked if they still get there. We'll wait a little bit longer, see what it's looking like heading into halftime, and then maybe jump in on something with the volunteers. But they're going to get a nice little wake-up call now that Mizzou's put on 14 first-half points. And, well, depending on how it goes, maybe even more. I doubt it, but we'll see. So 18 and a half, nothing right now. 
Uh, we'll we'll just have to see uh, how this first half concludes and if we get it lower than 17, perhaps. In-game update, field goal is good for LSU. They are up 6-3. Five and a half is the spread with an in-game total of 37 and a half. We are now, if my math is correct here, 21 points off of the closing total, 22 points. So it's pretty interesting. All right, we'll come back. Got plenty left to get to. Thor Nystrom joins us next. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Live Bet Saturday. A reminder for all of you make sure you hit up vsin.com before you make your next bet. Check out the current betting splits data for those who like to use it. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game, betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds and splits every 10 minutes. You can see the changes in all the action. Check out not just today's games, but future events as well. Betting Splits, another way VSIN's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. All right, let's continue uh, looking around in the world of college football as we always do. We are at the break right now, by the way. LSU is going to go to the locker room 6-3 with the lead there. Uh, Arkansas had a somewhat promising drive going, and for some reason, 4th and 3 from their own 38 with about uh, 25 seconds left to go, they instead decided to just punt it as hard as they could into the opposing end zone for a touchback for LSU, as opposed to, I don't know, maybe going for it, increasing your win probability potentially, and, uh, and I don't know, maybe getting another field goal. Who knows? All right, let's welcome in North Thor Nystrom, who's nice enough to give us some time today. Uh, Thor, I will say this. I am just a little upset. Uh, I'm trying as best as I can to get off of this uh, – Arkansas play that I have made and uh, I think I missed my best opportunity when Arkansas briefly flashed as a one and a half point favorite in this game against LSU because they've had nothing on offense no they sure haven't yeah it's uh, tough news with with the KJ Jefferson thing you know being inactive today and you got to go with Malik Hornsby and they had tried to move Malik Hornsby to a different position before the season because that's how much they think of him as a thrower so it, it just sort of handcuffs you there and then of course they had the defensive back who's suspended for this game so uh we'll see at least they're they've succeeded in mucking it up so far yeah hey Thor really quickly you know what have you made of this whole trend that we've seen this year and I don't know maybe it's just one of those things that we have it in recent memory so it seems like it's happened more this year but with these teams dressing quarterbacks and putting them out there for fake warm-ups before games so that they could play some sort of weird game with the opposition it feels like this has happened more often this season than it has last season we saw with Adrian Martinez we saw it with Quinn Ewers we've seen it multiple times this year yeah it seems like we've had and and maybe this is just recency bias but more quarterback injuries in general that are like key to these handicaps and just overall and then and then like you said we've got even more of the shenanigans i don't really understand how it gives the the team the competitive advantage like in, in in some of these instances it's a guy that everyone is reporting around the team that he's almost assuredly going to be out i don't see the point of you know putting a kid out there with a concussion and having him go full go in the the pregame when you know most people expected to be out but that's what the, the coaches think and you know they think it's giving him a competitive advantage and until the it, it's forced that the college coaches have to give out injury information or an injury report we're going to see more of that crap okay let's move on from there sorry i thought danny had something for you all right let's go on let's talk about a couple of plays that you've got for uh, coming up later today. First off, I want to get your thoughts uh, on a couple of these games on your card that are a little bit further down in terms of what we're going to see. Washington on the road against Oregon, an Oregon team that really has some big picture stuff ahead of them when it comes to a chase for a college football playoff berth. Uh, going against the grain here, though, with the Huskies on the road against the Ducks. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm taking the dog there. I'm taking the points with with Washington. I I had gotten uh, plus thirteen and a half earlier this week. I, I think it's all the way down to. 
I uh, was at 12 live, something like that, maybe even 11 and a half. I'm not sure. But it, either way, I'm still taking the points with Washington. Washington, their their pass, you know, everyone talks about Washington secondary and how bad that pass defense is, but Oregon's pass defense is just as bad. So, and and obviously Washington's become one of the most pass happy and uh, offenses in the in the Power Five, and they're also one of the best in terms of both efficiency and explosion. That's going to be there for Washington the entire game. It's going to be a ridiculous shootout. Oregon's going to get their yards and they're going to get their points, but. So is Washington. So I'm absolutely taking the, the double digits. And because of the way Washington plays, I, I think they're live in this game too. Road here because it does seem very legitimate, Ole Miss and Alabama. Uh, Ole Miss right now, 12, 11 and a half. Alabama struggles on the road seem pretty real. Yeah, and that's, yeah, both those things. I mean, it, first of all, it's a deflation spot for Alabama after they took their second loss last week. It was another poor road showing for Alabama in Baton Rouge. Alabama is now 2-6 and six against the spread in their eight games on the road since the beginning of last season. Now you're not only in, in the deflation spot, you're also on the road, and you're also in a back-to-back travel spot. Um, and, and, and I also think that Ole Miss is going to have success running against, you know, what has been an overhyped and disappointing uh, Alabama front seven. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to take the points, and I also think Mississippi is live in that one. I like it. All right. Let's go to a conference near and dear to my heart. Wyoming on the road against Colorado State. It has not really gone well for Jay Norvell uh, after pilfering his old roster, and it doesn't really look like this uh, team is as good as – and it's not like a lot of people expect them to be great, but I thought they had a chance of being better in conference – are you laying it with the Cowboys on the road against the Colorado State Rams, who actually quietly, it's a very big rivalry spot. I did not know about this. I was being lectured over the weekend by a Wyoming Cowboys fan how big this is. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to lay the points with Wyoming here. Uh, Colorado State, not only did they have one of the nation's worst offensive lines, a, a part of it's been injury, part of it's just been they, they haven't coalesced. You have that thing going up against a, a Wyoming defensive front that ranks number six in the ha- in havoc rate in the entire nation. So I think Wyoming's going to live in in Colorado State's backfield, and then Colorado State they're, they're praying that Clay Millen can play today. That they're a starter. He got injured in the last game. We'll have to see, but that kid's already immobile. If they play him, his play is going to be depreciated. He's going to be a sitting duck in that pocket. If he doesn't play, the news is even worse for Colorado State because then you got to go to one of their backup quarterbacks. And Colorado, we, we've seen their backups this year. They're absolutely incompetent. So, I mean, laying sing, only single digits with Wyoming, a team that, that has plenty to play for. Wyoming has six wins. They're playing for, for bowl positioning right now, whereas Colorado State, their season is already over. You don't really have incentive if you're Colorado State either to rush guys back at, at way less than 100%. I, 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 I'm taking Wyoming for sure in that one. All right, Thor, as we look a little bit even further down the line, uh, what's kind of a game maybe in the later slate that's standing out to you that you maybe haven't pulled the trigger on, or maybe you have, but it's just one that's been crossing your mind and you've been just kind of monitoring where these lines have been moving and that people should keep an eye out for that maybe they haven't been paying attention to as much? Well, the um, the South Carolina and Florida one, is that, is that a late game, the kick? Um, uh, yeah, I think that's later in the day. Trying to see if that would qualify, but yeah, I mean, in that one, I'm, I'm looking at, at South Carolina. I like the South Carolina side. I think they match up really well. I also think it's a prop game, uh, because Marshawn Lloyd's coming back for South Carolina this week. 
Florida has one of the worst uh, run defenses in the Power Five, and they're, I mean, they're, they're bottom 15 in the nation. Florida's run defense is an abomination. Marshawn Lloyd's going to play in the NFL, he, and he's by far the best thing South Carolina's offense has going for it. He's going to absolutely shred this, this you know, shoddy uh, Florida run defense. And I also think that South Carolina's uh, defense matches up a little bit better against Florida's offense than maybe people are anticipating. Florida gets all their yards and their points off of explosive plays. They're one of the most explosive offenses in the nation, but Florida's offense is not very efficient. Like they, to score and to move the ball, they need to get those home run plays. Well, South Carolina, their defense, what they're bad at, it's the efficiency stuff. It, it's hard for them to keep opponents off schedule, but they are very good at taking away the explosive plays. South Carolina's defense is in the top 10 of the nation of suppressing explosive plays. So they're going to force Florida to do what Florida's offense is not comfortable with, methodically move the ball down the field to generate offense. Not only that, South Carolina has the number one special teams in the nation now. They're now fully uh, you know, in with the Beamer ball, the, the, the special teams thing. Because of that, Florida is going to have to start their offensive drive even further back than they're accustomed to. And like I said, they got to get meticulous from there, and that's not really their game. I, the Gamecocks for me are live today as well. It did look like that uh, Illinois was going to come up with a pick in the end zone, but instead it goes through the hands of the DB, and it's a 14-all game right now, 140 left to go in the first half. Thor Nystrom with us. All right, Thor, uh, but we'll, we'll get you out of here on this. It's a bigger game in the Big 12 later today. TCU and Texas, I, I don't think it was a part of your plays overall, but what is your opinion here? Because this the market has been moving in Texas' favor almost every single week, and same thing here. It opened up 6.5 in some spots and has been sitting at 7 all week. Yeah, I, I would probably have to lean towards Texas in that one. It, it's not a play for me just because you've seen TCU overcome so many, you know, yes. everything, right? The situational spots, no matter the opponent, et cetera, et cetera. So it's hard for me to go against them. I also think the TCU, the explosive plays will be there. But I, it, it's hard for me to envision how TCU is going to stay on schedule in this game. I can, you know, uh, what, what has become a really solid Texas defense. And then the other thing is it we're getting a game time decision on Quentin Johnston, you know, the best singular player on the, or the most yep. talented on the TCU offense. We'll see if he ends up playing, but he, you know, he'll be depreciated if, if he does. Max Dugan's been banged up as well. And the, the, the horseshoe that the TCU has been walking around with, with the, in five ga- different games, they've benefited from quarterback injuries. As, as long as Texas can stay healthy in this game, uh, this might be the game where the tides turn in that one. As somebody who has uh, been on the wrong side of that horseshoe in their rear end, I very much hope that it eventually falls out of TCU. Uh, all right, man, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Appreciate you guys. Yep, again, Thor Nystrom, Lee College Football and NFL Draft Analyst over at Betting Pros. All right, halftime line, LSU two-and-a-half-point favorite for the second half with a total of 25-and-a-half with that three-point lead over Arkansas. We'll see if the Razorbacks maybe have something offensively as we head into the third quarter of play there. And as I mentioned, the tie game at the Big Ten between Illinois and Purdue. Give you an in-game update on that and much more when we return here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today and take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I have to say, Danny, when I was out uh, on the East Coast, and I think there are some similar things that are offered out there in your neck of the woods, um... But the the bonus, like the bonus offers, the matches, all those kind of things, everything that's offered for sports betters out there, um, it's an attractive landscape. We'll put it that way uh, in, in terms of sports betting outside of the market of Nevada. I, uh, I'm a little jealous at times because I know the valuation of those bonuses has gone down quite a bit since it first kind of burst out onto the scene. 
you still get quite a bit though as a better man oh absolutely yeah, especially when you're signing up for a book right away you get some of these match deposits and yeah, you get some max boosts here and there. Sometimes they're not that much, but hey, a little bit goes a long way for a lot of people, and I enjoy it from time to time too. And especially some of like the unique offerings, is like in the prop market, which I love to delve into when it comes to the NFL. I think that's probably my favorite part about being in this jurisdiction, as opposed to what may not be, or rather, what is more limited out in your neck of the woods. Per se, uh, yes. And uh, and I tweeted it out, but I mean, like the other day, I, I had to bet. All I had to bet was just five dollars. And I got three free months of league pass in the NBA, like things like that. It's <laughs> it's crazy what the what is offered out there. All right, pro tip. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit, and I like I always kind of hit this right when it comes to some of the games. You know, scoring variance always factored into these lines, right? So if you're on a spread, anything like that, you know, don't be in a rush to kind of get off your pregame position with a live bet. These scores are factored in. So you know, when a team goes down on the first drive or up on a first drive, whatever it may be. Don't freak out. And for example, for me, Danny, after the first drive, didn't really matter for my LSU Arkansas position. After the second drive, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, let's see how this develops. Once we got to like the third and fourth drives for these teams, that's where you and I started having this discussion about getting off of that number that I have. Uh, and it was already a bad number to begin with. So it already kind of tainted our conversation and what I was trying to look at with that game. But variance is factored into these numbers. So after a rough start in the first couple of possessions, if you're on something, like don't freak out and try to get off because it's factored into what we're looking at here. Yeah, and it kind of goes hand in hand with our discourse about how these scripted plays play yeah. into that, right? I mean, some of these teams can have success right away, and then you might be thinking, oh, man, I got to jump off this immediately. See how easy they just drove down the field? Well, a lot of times, again, they've been prepping for that the entire week, so you would hope if you're backing that team that they would have success enough to move the ball. So, yeah, don't freak out about it. Give it some time. Let things marinate. And once you kind of get to the middle stages of the second quarter, then you can really start contemplating other decisions. But you got to let it play out a little bit before you overreact. All right, some scoreboard updates for you. We haven't really run through the scores in a minute here, so we'll give you some updates on what's happening uh, overall. First off, Liberty and UConn. UConn holding strong here. It's halftime between these two, and uh, up 21-17 UConn. is a little turnover luck in favor of the Huskies there, but they're a 3.5-point underdog right now. This is for the game uh, with a total of 61.5. Again, that is from a, a full-game standpoint for this game, but UConn as a, an underdog in this spot still for the entire game. From a half perspective, second half, Liberty, seven and a half with a total of 20 and a half. We move on from there, South Florida and SMU. SMU right now tied with South Florida, seven and a half the spread in favor of SMU for the game, total of 68 and a half. A second game, a second half number for you, uh, we are still waiting for. So if we get that, of course, uh, translate that over to you. But right now, SMU and South Florida tied 17 apiece, full game line, seven and a half with a total of 68 and a half. A uh, high-scoring first half in general for both of these teams, but uh, for, really, Notre Dame, 35-13, the score at the break. Notre Dame does lead Navy. They had 21 points in the second quarter. This is one where you and I were talking about, like, hey, Notre Dame gets off to a really good start. Notre, uh, Navy comes charging back a little bit, makes it a 21-13 game. Uh, but then, of course, they kind of let go of the rope there. Second half line, Notre Dame a 6.5-point favorite with a total of just 10.5 for the second half. So a really short Jeez. total for that one. Um, maybe, just maybe, they're factoring some of these high scores in the first half and maybe some balancing out in the second half there. But given what we have seen, that does seem like kind of a low total for a second half line. 
That seems absurd if that's the case. Right? I mean, Notre Dame could easily get two more touchdowns regardless of who's in at the quarterback position based on how Navy has been playing defense. Ah, oh, man. I, well, so I'm seeing the over 10 and a half is minus 650, though, at least at BetMGM. So it's kind of uh, absurd that it's placed at that mark if you're laying that much juice, of course. But I just noticed uh, that, too. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of wild that that's even posted. In that sense, but yeah, if it was ten and out, I think on uh, principle you would have had to take okay. it at minus six fifty. So it gets adjusted yeah. now as we as we speak. It gets adjusted. Twenty and a half <laughs> is the second half total that, that at a much more sense. reasonable minus one thirty on the over. I was just about to fire on over ten at minus six fifty. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> I was about to go wild. Uh, all right, other games. Third quarter's just getting started. Virginia Tech and Duke. Uh, Duke still uh, struggling to distance themselves here, so we'll see if the second half brings anything different. But Duke is 6.5-point favorite for the game right now, and that goes up to 7.5 with a total of 40.5. Remember, Duke went off as about a 9.5-point favorite in that contest with Virginia Tech. Other games, really quickly, Big 12. We're starting to see the scoring pick up a little bit more in that second quarter. It is a 12-6 game between Oklahoma and West Virginia. Oklahoma, an 8.5-point favorite with a total of 48.5 for the game. Second half, 2.5 the spread, but that's off the board, at least it seems right now. But the second half total, 30.5. So a little bit of maybe a comeback in scoring there. Also, Indiana-Ohio State, 28-7 lead there in favor of Ohio State. 35.5 for the game, total of 61.5. For, uh, excuse me, Vanderbilt leads Kentucky 7-6, to 5.5 the spread there, though, for the game in favor of Kentucky with a total of 33.5. And I'll stop here and get your thoughts after we've seen a first half of play. It is 14-14 between Purdue and Illinois. Full game, Illinois 3.5 with a total of 50.5. Second half numbers, Illinois minus 3.5 with a total of 22.5. Side or total, Danny, your report on this game and what you might expect coming into the second half. Man, I, I guess when you're looking at this box score, like Illinois, I don't want to say they're lucky to be tied up, but they've really been containing well enough because Purdue has 15 first downs compared to Illinois' seven. Total yards, 229 to 164 advantage Boilermakers. They're even out rushing Illinois, 89 to 73. That's the staple of the success that Illinois has had offensively. So uh, this has been very, very odd from the perspective of the fighting Illini. Huge second half. That is really, I mean, it's going to dictate the outcome for both team seasons, I suppose. But Purdue doesn't really have as likely as a shot to contend for the Big Ten West, even though it is all over the place. But, man, if Illinois loses this game, of course, that opens up the gates to other teams, even, you know, makes that battle between Iowa and Wisconsin, as gross as it may be, somewhat important. So, uh, wow, Illinois has really got to step it up in the second half because their strategy has not worked. And credit to Purdue's defense to be able to limit Illinois. Uh, this one's really tricky to get a full gauge on. I honestly think, I mean, what you originally said, JVT, when I think Purdue was down 14 to seven, and you're like, I'd be tempted to live bet Purdue. If that happens again, maybe Illinois gets out to the early lead. Perhaps that's the way to go about it. I know I can't bet it here in the state of Illinois, so it's uh, been prohibiting me, but my strategy was to wait for this to maybe get under three. But when you look at these numbers, there hasn't been anything that would draw you to Illinois as of this moment. So perhaps Purdue will be the right side going forward. But we do know uh, Purdue's defense tends to choke and uh, let some big plays happen. So maybe it's only a matter of time before they're vulnerable to doing just that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, over where I'm at right now in the sports book that I am sitting, uh, Circa. They are offering, instead of three and a half, it is three even money in uh, favor of uh, excuse me, if I want to take three with Purdue, is three even money. Uh, the Boilermakers have all these statistical indicators of a team that yeah. is, right? Like, we've talked about this quite a bit. 
Like, if you look at this box score and I removed the score overall, you would say, oh, well, the team on the left, the UA team, probably up in this game, right? And that's not the case. Uh, but you mentioned everything. We'll add on one more in terms of yards per play. They're even out gaining Illinois 5.9 to 5.5. Key difference, though, turnover battle that has killed Purdue. And, uh, but they're, they're winning in the terms of the, the penalties as well. This does seem like a really good spot for to come in, I think, back Purdue, given what they have done in the first half and failed to really take advantage of. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that, maybe not shocked, but I, I would certainly want to take the three with whatever team was probably catching it, but especially Purdue based off all those numbers. And thinking about it too, I mean, Purdue with that interception, still able to tie this thing up when Illinois had their chances. That just shows you more about what the Boilermakers have been able to produce on both sides of the ball. And both of their, or yeah, both of their touchdowns came in the second quarter. So that can generate some momentum for Purdue feeling great about themselves heading into the second half. I'm not, or I think Illinois gets the ball to start. So uh, we'll see if the fighting yeah. line, can do anything, but if Purdue limits them once again, your line's probably not going to be there. So Purdue taking three or more seems like the right play right now. Good call on the, um, where the ball is going to be at the halftime at halftime too, by the way, uh, third and 18 again uh, with this Arkansas offense in absolutely nothing. And that's going to be a sack <laughs> and uh, Arkansas is going to punt the ball back on a fourth and 20. Um, not a great start for the Razorbacks in the second half, All right? We'll take our break. Come back. We've got plenty left to get to in the third hour of live at Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.